0: Welcome to Bunny Hugs and Mental Health, the podcast that deals with all things mental health. We talk to professionals, survivors, and loved ones about their sometimes informative, sometimes uplifting, and sometimes tragic stories. I'm your host of the show, Todd Rennebon, advocate, recovering addict, experienced sufferer of depression and anxiety, and author of the children's book, Sometimes Daddy Cries. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bunny Hugs and Mental Health. I am Todd Rennebaum. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for all your comments and questions as always. Uh, this is a quick one. Well, not really. It's, it's a little long one, but here's one from uh, Jacqueline. Uh, she was making a comment on the episode with Daniela, uh, part one and two. That was last week's and the weeks before the episode. Jacqueline says... Our lived experiences often contribute to who we become as well as how we move forward. For example, there is possible connection based on her shared story and her career. I can totally see her value for communications, being reflective and need to be expressive as these areas were lacking in her life from her father. However, it was her positive spirit and enabling attitude to take these things that she lacked into things that she valued and turn them into positive influential skills. She is an incredible storyteller and has found a way to use her lived experience to capture her audience's respect and trust over the years when following her journalism journey. She does this through reflective and expressive communication techniques that make her one of a kind. In the podcast interview, it's very easy to empathize and become reflective. Daniela's lived experience has evolved to now provide enabling outcomes through her candid voice. Thank you for being you, Daniela, dot, dot, dot. Thank you, Jacqueline, for the wonderful comment. And thank you, Daniela, again, for telling your story next week i am actually speaking with uh, someone from new york and she goes by schizophrenic nyc on instagram she also designs clothes for uh mental health kind of slogans on them and she's a graphic designer and stuff and from her title uh her name is michelle and she lives with schizophrenia so i talked to her about that and that will be next week's episode this week however i am speaking with paul fluffy sinclair better known as just fluffy he is a gay australian farmer who just loves cussing so uh beware there's a lot of cussing in this episode and it's contagious i mean i, I swear once in a while but uh uh i <laughs> listening back when I was editing, I found that I was swearing a lot more than I normally do because it's just so contagious. So anyway, Fluffy, he suffers from workplace bullying and uh, he he's a TikTok star. He's got 250,000 followers and I don't know. His friend figures over 700 million views of his videos. One of his videos, he really kind of made it big by talking openly about his mental health issues he's going through right now so uh, i talked to him about that if you have never heard of him i suggest you go to TikTok, follow him paul fluffy sinclair and just start following him and loving and liking his videos because he really is a really great guy really sincere funny man so do that he's also got merchandise for sale uh, so you can also go and buy that but without further ado, I give you Fluffy.
1: First TikTok I posted was in September last year, and it was, um I sort of hadn't worked out the formula. I, I was just at the local um, spillway at Lake Nellicootie up the road here, and then I posted a couple of little short piano things. And oh, right. Then... And then I had to, I had an issue with my teeth. I ended up with a blood infection um, and I apparently have had it for like many years, like a couple of decades and a um, couple of
0: dickheads. I get my
1: te- decades. Like I know. 20 <laughs> <years>. <laughs> sorry. I'll just be a swear house. Oh, you fucking Canadians. you. A <laughs> um, <laughs> couple of decades. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, and I had to get my teeth out. It turned out my bottom um, gum, I've always had bad gums. I'm genetically fucked, I suppose. So it Mm. turns out that um, my bottom teeth were infecting my bottom jawbone and the jawbone was causing an inflammation of some blood cells, which all pooled at the bottom of my, like below my knees. And I was at a friend's house at Christmas time, actually the week before Christmas, and I'm sitting around there uh, swimming pool, having a barbecue, and just got eaten by mosquitoes. Do you have mosquitoes over there in Canada? Oh,
0: God, do we ever, especially in this province. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fucking things. Anyway, I just got absolutely ravaged. They, uh, I put, I had repellent on. That didn't seem to help. Anyway, a week later, all the mosquito bites healed except for below my knees, and hmm. they got worse and worse and worse. And anyway, it turned out that, that um, I had a... Oh, this big, long fucking word with vasculitis at the end of it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so all the, all the infected blood cells had no well, red platelets in them or something, and they all pooled below my knees, and the mosquito bites didn't heal. And I had all these blood tests and x-rays, and, yeah, and it turned out to be my teeth. So it's amazing that I had no pain in my jaw or anything. I just thought mm. that was normal. Um, anyway, the x-ray showed that my whole bottom jaws that degraded by infection, which is called osteomyelitis or something. Um yeah, so the teeth had to come out. And then I thought, well, I've got to fucking document this because once they're gone, they're gone. So that's when I did that first TikTok um under the pine tree, when I said I was cunt when I had teeth and I'm still a cunt. (laughs) And that went fucking nuts. And then a couple of days later, the sunflowers, I thought, I better do one on them because they were sort of at the, they were starting to turn. I thought, I'll just um, do a quick little TikTok on them. And I started that TikTok with like, hey, cunts. And then I talked shit about the sunflowers for a minute or something. And then I just, I finished with, no, I cunts love you. And I (laughs) said that, that farewell for years i've always just even when i see the please the supermarket and i here in mansfield i say no no i don't say cunts but i said no i love you um, and so those two catchphrases like the opening hey cunts and then the closing remark no no cunts love you has actually turned into a global brand um, <laughs> yeah. you should make shirts well, I am making shirts, so I'm getting. Oh. I fucking should have bought one down. Damn, I didn't bring one. Fucker. So I've just got um. Oh, and you'll see on some of my TikToks anyway. I've, I've got merchandise there with T-shirts mm. and trucker caps, and some stickers, and I'm getting some hoodies made. And yeah, so I just start every um every TikTok with "Hey cunts," and then I just talk shit for thirty seconds, and it doesn't matter <laughs> what I talk about, and so long as I finish it with "No, I no, cunts love you," and then. A day later, there's like 50, 60, 70,000 views. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, you've got something like two hundred fifteen thousand followers on TikTok, and are you, are you on Instagram and stuff too? Or?
1: Yeah, I am on Instagram, so um, and Facebook, but I don't really sort of go on them very much. I don't know. look. Everyone's following me. Um, uh, I don't really go on them that much. Look, someone's just started following me on Instagram, which is Mansfield worm farm that's my little side hustle that i've got going Mm. um yeah and then look i had a workplace issue with bullying and harassment and i didn't realize it's been going on for fucking years but i just thought i was tough and would just tell them to fuck off or mind your own fucking business or something and um yeah it just built up it built up and built up and they finally broke me one day that was on Monday the 20th of June this year, so what's that, a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I actually went missing for two days on TikTok. and it, So I didn't do anything on that Monday. I was pretty numb that day. And then Tuesday I fucking crashed, realized I need to um, go and get some professional help. Then all these fucking messages, Todd, started to come in from randoms from everywhere. Where are you? Where, where's Fluffy gone? all these comments on sort of the most recent, because I was doing like one or two TikToks a day. Mm -hmm. Apparently that's what you got to do to keep the fucking algorithm happy. And um, yeah, so I just went missing and and I thought, oh, what the, how am I going to fucking deal with this? I was in a, in a fucking mess. So on the Wednesday I was down at the park. It was a fucking miserable day here that was raining and cold and
0: well, it's winter there, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it is. We're in the middle of fucking winter. It doesn't look like it here, but um, <laughs> it's only about... Um, I've got my little dog here now. Sachi, come here, darling. Well, fucking don't then. She's sitting over there
0: under the tree. you will whip whippets, um, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got three of them, little fucking things. Love them.
0: Love them. <laughs> hey, I so, got... Uh, where, where are they? Ah, fuck. Dog tattoos of my dogs. So, oh wow, I, what sort of they uh well the one he was just a mutt, he passed away last May. Uh oh, sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, this and then this other one, he's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel mixed with a a Sheltie. And then we oh just, yeah, absolutely. Uh sorry, Fucking and then we noise, Oh, he's pretty good actually. And then right. we just adopted a seven year old Cavalier King Charles Spaniel about Three months ago. Two months ago. <clears throat> so, oh. So
1: nice. Yeah, yeah, there's quite yeah. a few of them up here. They fucking bark and they <laughs> yappy fucking things.
0: <laughs> she can be. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So anyway, getting back to um I hadn't posted and all these messages were coming in. I so I was down at the park and I thought, Right I've just got to fucking put this out there. So that's when I did I was just walking around the lake and or it's not a lake it's just a little fucking dam here at the park and yeah i just shared that message to say that i'd been fucking broken and i thought i was tough and i wasn't and i've reached out for help i knew straight away i knew fucking straight away that i'd never been in this space before i thought i've got to mm. fucking see someone about this this is not right um so yeah made appointments on that tuesday and i had a had a doctor's the first doctor appointment just um just after i made that TikTok, and um they sort of put me on a mental health plan and uh, because it's a we've got over here in australia this work safe so it's if, if you've got a workplace injury or something mm-hmm. um they take over and fucking pay all your bills and your wages and you get your shit together so oh my god what a fucking the last Oh, I've been investigated, not investigated, um, interviewed by, oh, what was he? He was a psychiatrist, and that went for two hours on a Zoom meeting. Mm. He fucking pulled me apart all the way from, like yesterday, all the way back to when I was born to see if I had any fucking learning disabilities or um, family situation. I've never been poked or probed like that before. It was... Mm quite draining and then i had another um interview on month what's today today's thursday so i think it was tuesday it was a couple of days ago so then i had another fucking phone call from some forensic investigator he's not a medical person but he just want they have, have to sort of find out what went on at work and they do all these reports to see if workplace or work safe whatever it is accept your claim and and he was saying, he'd watched all my TikToks and he was saying that mine is quite a unique case because I am I have such a social media presence and um, yeah, he just said well, a lot of work safe bullying and harassment is like people sort of say that oh, I I want to have every Wednesday off and the boss will say no. So then they put in a claim for fucking harassment. But he said, yours is just quite a, a public um, claim and anyway, so that's for all them to fucking deal with i'm just i get out of bed each morning and go for a walk with my little dog and post off my merchandise and share all my fucking ups and down i thought i had to share all my down times with the with my happy silly fucking tiktoks that i do all the time um that's probably the best thing i've done It's um yeah so here we are at the fucking park talking to sas through and is that how you say it canada <laughs>
0: Saskatchewan.
1: Oh, sorry. Wash my mouth with soap.
0: <laughs> well, he did a lot better than a lot of people. He did yeah. better than some, some Americans.
1: No oh, God. Anyway, that's another story. Those people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, do you mind me asking a little more detail of what, like, w- what kind of harassment was there? Was it because of your teeth, or because you're gay, or well,
1: because of? Well, yeah, there was. When I started to get the teeth out and i started to lose weight i'm not a big bloke i was always sort of little anyway but i couldn't eat properly and i had 13 teeth removed over oh probably a eight week period so there was a lot of healing Mm. so i had like four teeth out at a time four five and then four teeth out in each session so i i was um and i had that done in the fucking chair too like i had anesthetic but I didn't go to hospital. A lot of people just go and get them all out at once. And then I was called, well, told that I looked like a fucking meth addict or a meth head or fucking druggie and with the sores that I had on my legs from the infection. And then I felt I had to justify my fucking medical condition to the people at work because I, they, oh, you look like a fucking druggie. Is, is that what you're doing over there at your house? You fucking got a lab? cooking up fucking mess and everything, and I'd just never taken drugs in my life. Um, and there was, yeah, just stuff like, oh, for fuck's sake, what's oh, one of those fucking sausage dogs? Go away. <laughs> Dashland? Yeah. You fuck off. I'm on the Zoom. Anyway. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> I used to have one of those too.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a heap of them around, man. Feel those little dashands. Oh, noisy little fucking sausage dogs rubbing their belly on the footpath
0: worst dog i ever had
1: anyway um and then there was look there was just stuff about gay well i was just the fucking token gay. like um just yeah i I just well i didn't realize this until everything went fucking pear-shaped and i fell in a bit of a hole that I just, and I don't know if I'm overthinking all of this, um, but it just felt like I was employed at the first place to tick all the boxes with this company that I work for, this wealthy family, that, oh, yeah, let's employ the token gay person. Aren't we good? Um, aren't mm. we doing the right Diversity. thing? Yeah, I know, and it just, mm. look, it's never fucking bothered me in the past, but you know what, now, now this has all happened. Let's... Um, yeah, I just – so it was just not – like I wasn't – look, in the past, there was a, a guy that worked there. He's not there anymore. He's fucking left, and he was a friend of the the owner, and um, he got employed as a mechanic, and he was nothing but a fucking homophobic thug. He shirt-fronted me in the lunchroom one day, called me a faggot in front of uh, other employees. I put a complaint in, and then the boss basically said to me, oh, well – have a week off, I'll, I'll give you a week off paid and you just need to go away and you, we all need to work together here and you're just going to have to fucking deal with this basically. It's like, for fuck's sake, there was no discipline reaction against him. He threatened me with violence, um, called me these fucking names. He was nothing but a fucking lazy kind of a thing. And, and then a, a few years later, he was just like intimidating me. He wouldn't say anything. He knew to keep his fucking distance because I'd tell him to fuck off and all of that sort of stuff, but it just, like, he just look at me from the distance on the farm and just shake his head in disgust and oh, there was just little innuendo about, oh, if ever I heard anything that the so-and-so had touched up so-and-so, it wouldn't surprise me if if it was you and, like, just these little digs and then when the, the, the boss was the one that actually blew up to me, his about these TikToks, I've been doing these TikToks for fucking six months now, and all of a sudden, now that it's gone fucking viral, he basically ripped me to shreds in front of the other workers on the farm and said that I'm an embarrassment to the farm and I'm an embarrassment to him and his family and get your stuff and leave. And I thought, mm, what the fuck's going on here? Um, <clears throat> and then when I fell in a heap the second day, I thought, you know what, I'll no one has to put up with this fucking shit that I've put up with for the last 10 years. I'm just, yeah. And just fucking fell in a heap and, um, got some help. And so that was sort of the harassment at work. And then it's just made me think and overthink, um, about stuff that obsess about it. Yeah. I just really overthinking it, I suppose, or just relating stupid little incidents that might have happened years ago um i can't fucking remember sometimes what i did 10 minutes ago and then i'm i can remember like absolute clockwork something that happened on the fucking 16th of december seven years ago or or, yeah it's just um the whole i'd never fucking thought i'd have mental health issues i never fucking did my wildest dreams but um here i am so mm-hmm. sharing my journey, all my fucking sad TikToks, as well as my happy ones. And I can't believe the fucking support, Todd, from all these randoms.
0: Yeah. How's that going? Like, is it oh, encouraging fucking... words? And...
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's been um, 99.9% encouraging. Um, One dickhead. Yeah, not look, not even that. They're not dickheads. Whereas they say things, it's more like, "Oh, you swear too much, and I can save you." And it's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, if you don't, <laughs> yeah, you know, like if you don't like it, scroll the fuck on, for Christ's sake." Don't... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, what's going on there? When they have got to have this? Oh, you've got real bad mouth, and the Lord can save you. Well, it's not just the fucking Lord, but just um it's their
0: mission to save you
1: no i know so so they can can fuck off i've got other people that want to save me that swear like me they're much more fun to be about cunts
0: (laughs) save you actually like actually save you Wow, save your mental health and say encouraging things and
1: well yeah and then there's so many people like messages i did another little um i didn't do a tiktok yesterday but i last night when i got home i had a late doctor's appointment I didn't get home until about half past six. It's fucking dark and cold. And I lit the fire and had some dinner. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to fucking tell everyone what I've been through. Hopefully those forensic appointments, that's it. And then I had my psychologist, my medical, um, what is it? Um, My GP. You know what a GP is? Is that what you call them over there?
0: General practitioner?
1: Oh, look how clever you are, cunts. So... (laughs) um so she put me on a mental health plan so with mansfield psychology here so i i had my first zoom meeting with um julia and it was such a different meeting compared to those other two um meetings i had by the insurance people and the the work safe people they just fucking pulled me apart and wanted to find out this and wanted to find out that and The professional psychologist, she was totally different. She just had empathy. She gave me words of advice. She identified certain things. She explained some things to me that this was a normal type of um, feelings to have or situation to go through. She expressed Mm -hmm. that I'd, even though like that tirade by the boss at work that Monday morning it was only for not even 60 seconds Todd Um, but it was amazing that 60 seconds erased the person that I was when I arrived to work that morning to when I got in my car and left five minutes later that that person's gone Um, and I'm I'm not sad about that I'm I'm actually quite happy I'm that I've left that Uh, person behind because I fucking put up with all that shit I should never have had to and just, like, absorbed it all like a sponge. Does that make sense? Like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's been four weeks now. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, look, it's on. There's the (laughs) Whippet. Hey, Versace, come here. Come here, Whippet she'll come over here she's all right she's just protecting me but yeah so i've just <laughs> left that person behind now and you know what i it's the fucking best thing that's happened to me as traumatic as some of the shit i've had to go through and with these interviews with the last couple of days with these fucking experts that almost seem to want to keep you in this space um they would be fucked that'd be they wouldn't have a fucking job if there was if no one had mental health issues and the way that some of them were speaking to me, they just, it's almost, they wanted to fucking keep you there. So anyway, yeah, I've moved on. I've left that person behind. I don't know what um, the future me is going to be like. It's certainly going to be a lot bigger and fucking better than the one that I've left behind. I'll give you the hot tip.
0: Are, did, are you on medication? Did they give you any meds I, or anything?
1: Look, I, I got a script yesterday. I've been given some, I've, been having anxiety attacks i didn't even know what they fucking were until they um, got explained to me by my psychologist the mm. fucking work safe people didn't do any diagnosis they said that they, they, they weren't here to diagnose me or anything um so yeah i've been given some i don't even know i haven't even read what it is but half a tablet a day it's like an anti-anxiety medication i'm on that for I think two weeks and then that gets reassessed. So I haven't even gone to the pharmacy to pick them up. I'll do that after I finish having a chat with you. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, so no, I'm not on any medication at the moment, but I will be from this afternoon. Hmm.
0: Well, I've been on anti-anxiety and anti-depressing meds for over 10 years. So and and it started. It, the first time I started and went and saw a doctor and got the prescription was because of toxic work group that I that I worked with kind of triggered it. So I can relate that uh, toxic people, that uh, toxic coworkers, and toxic employers. So I feel your pain. Isn't it odd that we just
1: tolerate it for for so long until it just builds up into a um. Oh, just a fest- bomb. Yeah, festering boil that just explodes. And I said, "Fuck! What if we just... Oof. I don't know. Just identified it straight away. That sort of toxicity in the workplace, and just fucking moved on. What? What's going on in the world that we feel we have to stay there? Um, I don't know what it is. Um, hello, yeah. Whippet. So anyway, I've moved on. I've got fucking... Time off work and I've got pay coming in. I'm selling merchandise. And I can't believe everyone's bought my fucking T-shirts and trucker caps. Todd, I'm sending them all over the world.
0: Wow. I, I'll have to check out your trucker cap. So I'm a trucker cap kind of guy.
1: Are you? Well, you know, I've got to your, have I got your email? Shoot me your email and and an address or something and I'll send you one over. Ah, that'd be great. I can do that. Yeah. Um. What's, what's it say on it? Hey, cunts.
0: of course it does yeah that that makes sense (laughs) so it does i i i actually googled you before i i sent you an email because i was like i should i want to talk to this guy but so i googled you and then it was like did you have some other kind of website or something because it was like it was actually you when you had your teeth and you were like playing piano and it was about whippets and stuff and i was like well that's not the guy
1: yeah, yeah, and that's then, me. Uh, um, I'm just going to move into the sun. It's fucking freezing here. So, well, here's another chair over here. I'll go sure. over here. Um, oh, no, I won't. That's better that way. Yeah, look, I had a viral video on Facebook back in 2014 where the, the Whippets ate my fucking bed. <laughs> so, that's up <laughs> to like, oh, my Facebook page. That's like four and a half million views. And here, Whippet, come here, darling. Here, we're over here.
0: How are you so good at fucking making viral videos? Well, I
1: don't know. I
0: just. People just love you,
1: man. I just. I fucking have a chat. Like, I talk a bit. Love a fucking chat. Um, yeah, and then. So when that all went, that went fucking all over the world. Um, Within 24 hours, it was fucking crazy. Even the breakfast TV show, Sunrise, came up to Mansfield here and did a live cross with me, and um, and the Whippets, and it was in the – oh, we've got a local newspaper here owned by the fucking Murdoch people called the Herald Sun, and um, a lady up here, her sister is a I don't know, journalist for the Herald Sun, and mm. she was up here, and then she did a story of me, and then they came up a couple of days later and did a photo shoot, and – I think it was on page 3 or 5 in the in that in the newspaper but it was in every um Murdoch oh no newspapers all over the world so I started getting emails from ABC news in New York and uh, Inside Edition mm. in Chicago <laughs> I, it just went fucking crazy Todd there was I was doing interviews all over the place. And my Facebook page went crazy. And, um, yeah, so that was back in 2014. And, uh-huh. yeah, and now this TikTok thing has just gone. A friend sent me, I did I don't even know how he did it, but he sent me a little screenshot of oh, something on TikTok about top viral. And apparently I've had 700, over 750 million
0: views. Come again?
1: Seven hundred and fifty million views. That's I know insane. insane. It's I, I can't even get my head around you're, how long that you're number. You're just a is. lovable cunt. I am. Cunt. You're just
0: a lovable cunt. Yeah. I, I know, and
1: they love it. And it's funny because when I've got the when I first did it, and I said cunts, it must be because I've got the lisp. I've got this gap in the bottom teeth. I've got no top teeth. they have all fucking gone um Hmm. and I hit the captions I was following this lady she said oh yeah you've got to put (laughs) captions on your videos so I did and then it came up it spelt the word c-u-n-c-e instead of (laughs) c-u-n-t-s and I thought oh that's a bit interesting and that's I just kept that I thought no that can fucking stay like that all the time and that's the spelling on my merchandise um I'm getting messages from uh, people, oh, God, all over the world. They're just saying that's just how we greet each other now, like our workmates. Even people are saying to me, and I'm getting bailed up in the street here for selfies and um, by all the, the the locals and, oh, Fluff, Fluffy, Fluffy, you're so famous, you're just amazing, you're a celebrity. And um, and people are saying to me that even there was a, some friends up here, they got young kids, they're like, them five or seven years old or something. And then every time they put them to bed at night they, and the parents go, no, no, the kids go, no, no, cunts, love you. <laughs> so even young kids are saying it now. I'm going to be in the fucking trouble.
0: <laughs> Hello, everyone. Just a quick break here. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Uh, I want to tell you about a really great podcast called A Sober Story Podcast by my friend, Emily. She is charming. She is witty. She's clever. And she's just a great host for a podcast. Uh, And not to mention, she was also a guest on this very podcast a few weeks back. As someone who's six years sober himself, I can tell you, everybody's got an interesting story about how they got sober and an interesting story about what they were like when they weren't sober. So I'm begging you to please listen to sober story podcast by Emily. Another great podcast is rainy days podcast by my friend Jason, who was also a guest on this podcast a little while back. Uh, Jason speaks with all types of people dealing with mental health issues, professionals, loved ones. You know, it's basically a lot like this podcast, only it's done with a, a fancy British sounding guy because he's a fancy British guy. So that's cool. Hey, you should listen to that rainy days podcast. So listen to those rate and review them and find them anywhere. Podcasts are available. Oh man. That's amazing. So yeah, just, I'm just, just for being yourself.
1: Yeah. And, and you know
0: what? It's, well, hello, whip she is. Um, but yet the people you work with are, are assholes, but the rest of the world loves you. Yeah. I'm fucking done with them. Like, um,
1: it, I, it's the best thing that's ever fucking happened. Really? Um, In hindsight so um yeah and just by sharing my sad old fucking face and when i have a breakdown i the one thing the forensic fucking investigator said the first thing he said i've watched all your tiktoks fluff and he said you actually come across as one of the most authentic people on social media tiktok platform or any of those platforms because you're you're not a sugarcoating anything it's um you say what it is and you know lip syncing and dancing oh i know i can't fucking do any of that um really. and just by sharing that look if it's, and it's, there's been so many people that said oh my god fluff you've just helped so many people all over the world you've actually saved lives which is quite mm. humbling really i um people have sent me a message messages to say that i've been going through this for 5, 10 years and I've just had my first doctor's appointment and it's all because of you and um, so yeah, yeah and I just think if I can help you know, one person I'm going to get help or if I can stop one person from you know, self harming um, mm-hmm. well yeah my job's done uh, I haven't seen anyone else on this platform uh, with a a similar message. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are, but the fucking algorithm doesn't bring it up on my page. Uh,
0: right, yeah. So,
1: And then you fucking sent me a message from Saskatchewan <laughs> in Canada. Well done. Yeah, on your little yeah. bunny hugs and mental health podcast. I don't even listen to podcasts. I was listening to one this morning. Just I'll uh, just get a bit of an idea what this fucking bloke's all about, cunt. So. which one did you listen to i listened to a the the lady from california about um or gray area drinking oh yeah um i can't think of them emily emily yeah and um yeah it was just um it was quite confronting hearing her um her life of privilege and pleasure it doesn't matter what socioeconomic demographic you come from you can still fucking fall into this mental health depression yeah addiction um yep there's no boundaries
0: no no that's right it's it doesn't discriminate
1: no exactly that's it that's what i was trying to say um (laughs) so yeah so yeah i'm just there putting out my message my happy time um, I explained to everyone last night. In last night's TikTok, that's over seventy thousand people already, and um, or seventy thousand views, and it's only been up for twelve hours. Um, Lord, I know. I, <laughs> yeah, it just happened. Look, I I was trying probably too hard before it all went went viral, and then I don't even try at all. Like people say, you're just so humorous <laughs> and and likable, and it's like oh, I don't even fucking try. I just what am I going to – well, one of my mates said to me, oh, how do you how do you come up with, like, content or what to talk about? Or and I was like, well, God, I only have to scroll through five minutes of messages, and there's enough content there for six months. <laughs> yeah. um, Isn't that the truth? Yeah, I know. You don't even have to try. They're just simple little little things. Um, I like just down at the park with my little dog or – People want me to Is that. Do. A
0: bird I keep hearing,
1: yeah. That's a magpie. It's having a little. Let me see if I can find huh. it. Where,
0: Where are the, you? our magpies? Sound very different here.
1: Oh, there they are. They're up in the tree. Can you see them? There's,
0: oh, okay.
1: Yeah, they're just having a little like... chat. Yeah, do you know there was a um, oh, there was something done on birds in Australia, and it came up with the magpie was the number one most social bird. Apparently, with its um conversation, because it actually birds just normally have a basic fucking chirp or tweet, but these things actually uh, strike up a conversation with each other. Huh. Anyway, bit of fucking big, bit of magpie talk
0: for you there, Todd. <laughs> I'm now a magpie. Podcast. You are. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That the one you shared, uh, the one TikTok you made of when you were talking about your breakdown. Like I saw that the first night I started following you, and so I've been watching closely, so- sort of closely. I'm only going to TikTok once in a while, but but you're, you're you're like what's the guy that you talk to? Anyway, he was right. It's very sincere. It was like i It's very very rare that you see someone be so vulnerable and real in, in their videos. Like it was just like my my heart was breaking. I was like oh my god, this guy. Because I've gone through my own issues and stuff, I, I thought well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start following this this guy. Yeah. Of-
1: yeah, and look, as I said earlier, if I can help one person, that oh this whole fucking man bravado thing. I'm as tough as guts. Um, no, I'm all right. I'm not gonna cry or you weak little coofter or any of that. It's, it doesn't matter. Like I can't believe the the statistics. I don't know what they are worldwide, but just in this country alone, here in Australia, the statistics of um, suicide with amongst men is just oh, it's something like seventy percent, seventy seven percent, and then it goes into all the different age brackets. And I'm just horrified by the the youth suicide rate, and this fucking TikTok platform is like a a young person's, well, it started out as a little fucking dancing sing-song app. Now it's um, got a fucking 53-year-old hashtag gay farmer that's gone fucking viral. Um, And I'm getting messages from parents saying about their 12-, 13-year-old kids are struggling at school and I've done some little um, messages, like a short little Minute video that I've said hello to young fucking Jamie or stacy or Ryan, whoever it is, and just sent it to the the parents, and then they've shown their kid, and the kids come out just like, oh my god, it's mm. just he's talking to me. some and then the parents have messaged back a few days later to say that our kids a different person in just just mm. by you sending that message to say, keep your chin up, buddy, you'll be right. Just stay at school stay at school keep learning um i do encourage all these young kids to fucking pick up a pencil and learn some penmanship i can't believe the fucking handwriting (laughs) of the
0: young people today is fucked well they hardly write anything it's all typing i can't believe that or this yeah
1: yeah yeah the fucking thumb oh where was i the other day i was in Oh, I was in the doctor's waiting room and there was a young guy there, like maybe twenty something, mid twenties. And he had his sound on and I couldn't believe how quick he was sending a message to someone. It was just fucking how how can they type so quick?
0: (laughs) With your thumbs.
1: I know. I know. So yeah. yeah, so I just um do what I can and just be just be me just be me. It's I don't fucking sugarcoat anything. Um one of the one of the kids, the well, one of the grown adults that works at at work, who's the son. Oh, he's got his fucking ear things in his ear every fucking day, listening to podcasts, and you you can't get his attention. Oh, I'm listening to a podcast. It's like, <laughs> I like to listen to nature, like the like it's fantastic up here in the country I live in. So Mansfield's mm. about uh. Oh, Greater populations is probably eight to 10,000 in the surrounding areas, but the, the little town itself is, but there's only a little main street with maybe 20 or 30 shops, like a little high street, half a dozen cafes. There's no big name stores here. Like there's no big box stores. There's just one hardware shop. It's just a really, um, it's off the beaten track. Like you have to actually need to come here. You don't sort of go through. Well, Mount Buller. There's a snow mountain up the road. It's middle of winter at the moment, and there's a ski resort. That's fucking packed up there. So there's buses come through every town with people from Melbourne and everything. But it's just a great little town. It's um. Everyone sort of, everyone says hello and they wave and um. You can you know you, the people serving you at the supermarket um. And then when I go to a couple of big regional towns nearby here, like maybe an hour or two hour away, no one fucking looks at you or acknowledges you or says hello or anything. Um, go to you know, Kmart store or whatever and no one fucking, it's
0: just, I think that's really
1: sad that people don't you know,
0: wave. The town I live in is called Indian Head and it's in the province of Saskatchewan. Uh, and we have maybe 2000 people here. Oh, wow. in the middle of the middle of the prairies so yeah everybody knows everybody and it's in some ways it's annoying in other ways it's amazing because if something happens to your family or you're under you know you have health issues or whatever people will like come up to you on the street and you, yeah like you said you go to the grocery store and hey how's your dad doing how yeah, are you, you know,
1: no. yeah yeah it's absolutely nice. yeah. and i i'd like that i'd i'd real community like I am um, i don't give any money to big charities. For instance, I do all my local donations to the local. Oh, we got a hospice here, a new hospice. So I volunteer there or I volunteer at the local church, the St. John's Anglican Church. I don't go to church on a regular basis. Fuck lightning, it'd strike the building if I walked inside it. <laughs> um, but they have a once a year annual, like garden fete where they have a plant sale. So I sort of help there, and every second Thursday, no, sorry, every second Tuesday, we've they started doing this thing. It's called the Mansfield Fresh Food Drive, and it's basically everyone who's got excess vegetables in their garden, um, when it's tomato season, you've always got fucking 400 of them. You only need one for your sandwich or <laughs> zucchini, <laughs> for instance. Yeah, so yeah any excess vegetables go there, and it's now turned into a big community um event. it used to just be for i supposed um disadvantaged local people. It all started with um kids were going to school starving hungry with no lunch um and they couldn't learn so
0: so they so they got a zucchini
1: well, what they did they've built this they and they fucking did they got more than one zucchini they got um. <laughs> A heap of vegetables, so what they would do one day a week, all these excess vegetables, they'd go into the commercial kitchen there and they'd teach the kids how to make, I don't know, like spaghetti bolognese or nice. or, or, or something, and they would feed them in the morning, like at morning time they'd have a big like feed so that they could actually learn something because apparently one of the, um, on an empty stomach, apparently kids can't learn. So yeah, it just all started with that. And that's all like related to mental
0: health and like diet and everything. Socioeconomics is huge with mental health, like poor mm, impoverished and people are have much harder time. But again, it doesn't discriminate, but rich people can, you know, pay for treatment and, you know, psychiatrists and psychologists and yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, even getting into, I, I took me, so I what was the 20th of June was when I had my issue, and then my first appointment was the 18th. So it took me four weeks to get into a psychologist, and that was um, mm. through a Zoom meeting. They're based in Melbourne, but they the, the ladies used to live up here at Mansfield, um, and everything's by telehealth, they call it here now. Everything's like by Zoom meetings, a lot of these appointments. And I'm getting messages. I just had a message from somewhere in central New South Wales. So that's uh, Sydney. So inland from Sydney, about four hours. And he can't even get an appointment with psychiatrists. And here he is asking me. It's like, well, fuck, I just, my GP just put a mental health plan together with Mansfield Psychology. But people can't even get into these um, professional people. I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. COVID?
0: That, that's worldwide. That's worldwide. Yeah. Uh, here here in Saskatchewan, I've heard there's people uh, having two-year waits to see a psychiatrist.
1: Wow. So I've got a meeting every Monday for the next six weeks. I must be lucky. Lucky cunt? Yeah. Fucking TikTok famous. That's what fucking happens. <laughs> <laughs> and then with this COVID fucking carry-on that's changed the world as we know it, um, yeah, i I, I don't know what the answer is, Todd. Um, I'm just out there sharing it, just saying it's okay to be not okay, and hopefully, if I can help one fucking person from self-harming, or as I said earlier, um, well, my job's fucking done. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you have any temptations or self-harming when?
1: No, no, kinda, I never no? have. Oh. Um, I did have. I had a night well, I've had quite a few nightmares over the last four weeks, but I did have one where i um, <clears throat> and I'll share it with you because I've never had this before so trigger warning for anyone I suppose um, I was at one of those multi level shopping centers you know when there's fucking balconies four or five stories tall that look over a, a, a central food court or I actually stepped off the balcony. And I was swimming through the air like when you're in water, like just Mm. we call it breath stroke here. Um, And then I could sort of swim back to the edge of the balcony and then I'd just launch off again and and come back. And I woke up in maybe shock or trauma, um, which my psychologist said that's exactly what I'm going through at the moment. You've had a massive traumatic event, believe it or not, even though physically you haven't got any injuries um, but mentally your your brain has actually gone through. I was forgetting things, um, cloudy head. She said, yeah, that's all part of a, a traumatic event. And I told her about this event, this dream that I had, that I, I was actually quite concerned maybe the next time I went to one of these multi-storey, multi-level shopping centres and maybe one day I might not be able to, no, differentiate between reality and the dream state or whatever, and that I actually stepped off the balcony. Um, mm. So that's probably the only, well, it is. I know it's the only, I suppose, self-harm. I, I Not that I, I want. I don't want to fucking step off a balcony or do any of that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, it was quite confronting that my brain was, Creating that type of um, feeling that it was okay to step off a balcony, and if you did, you could just swim your way back. Well, I know that's not going to fucking happen with gravity. Um, oh, you have gravity in Australia? We do. We're we're <laughs> at the fucking bottom end, so um, it's
0: extra strong.
1: I know. So yeah. So no, I haven't had any self harm. Mm. Um, I've certainly spoken to people since this i got in contact there was a bloke in scotland that reached out to me and sent a message or he just actually said oh can you follow me back i'm having a bit of having a few issues so i just gave him a follow back and then he sent me a message and and then he asked he said oh would you mind having a chat and anyway we finally worked out how to he was in scotland and i finally worked out how to call him and we've actually spoken quite a few times now and He had um, a traumatic event where he found his mum passed away overnight and he discovered her the next morning And about three years ago and he's had all sorts of Mm. fucking self-harm issues and and everything. And he – anyway, I called him and we've had a chat a couple of times and I've sent him some merchandise and I gave him a little shout-out and he's a different person now. Um, He said, he said, I've just – I can never unsee my mum when, when, when he found her in the morning, but he actually feels now that he said, you're the only sort of famous person or TikTok famous, or you see all these people out there that are, oh, yeah, I'm here to help and they don't do anything. He said, you've replied to my messages. You've, you've taken my call on WhatsApp or Snapchat. Um, he said, you've actually, like, fucking changed my life for the better, Fluff. You've got no idea how much even all his mates can't believe that how the fuck do you know that hey cunts guy is fucking talking about you with being a silage contractor and he said oh yeah he's my new mate um (laughs) yeah just just a simple little
0: that's that's amazing of you like when you were talking earlier how you were making videos for people's kids and stuff like i know you're just like i mean you're just a guy living in Australia. Right. But to other people, you're like this, you know, you're on this pedestal. And so I know it's, 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 it's amazing that you're doing that and you're like legitimately pulling him out of a dark place for, even if it's temporary, just,
1: yeah. Yeah. Look, I know. And it was, um, I meet with a couple of good mates every Saturday morning and we have coffee and we do the crossword together. It's the only way we can fucking finish it. We can't do it on our own. We're that fucking stupid. <laughs> so we three of us, we sort of nut out the crossword and sort of just talk shit for a couple of hours. And Mick was always re- reading this book at the moment and I've just bought it. I haven't started yet. It's called Stolen Focus and it's about the bloke – well, it's about – the internet and how the internet and the algorithms and everything draw you in and this bloke invented the never ending screen that the scroll and he said the whole idea of the internet is to well no suck you in i suppose to um to steal your focus from reality and just fucking draw you in to that whole internet thing and Anyway, they were watching my success, and he basically said, he said Fluff, he said, you've actually got um, a huge responsibility now. He said, you've got – they are reading some of the comments, like some of the comments, are, and it's not just one or two, Todd. There's fucking hundreds of them that say, oh, you're the reason I get out of bed, Fluff, you're just the best thing. It's my life's not worth living. I don't know what I'd do without you. I find that quite um, humbling. I found it quite, before I ended up in this fucking sh- shitty space that I am at the moment, I almost found it a bit sad that mm. that people had to express their feelings to just a fucking stranger from Australia on TikTok, um, that they didn't know if I was real or a character or if it was a script. Um, yeah and Mick and Mick just said he said fuck you've got a huge responsibility here that you probably didn't realize was going to happen but um yeah and and, I, and I, rec- I I'd certainly recognize that to fucking no end I'm I'm not I I can't stop this anymore I can't just look what happened when I went missing for 2 days there was hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of
0: messages yeah
1: so I I don't know where this is going to end up um I really don't, I just have to, I don't know, just keep it real and not change anything. Um, a word of advice?
0: Yeah, do, please. I wrote a letter, this is maybe seven years ago, and it, it went viral on the internet, and like tens of thousands of shares. It was about basically me coming out of the closet of about my mental health issues, because I've attempted suicide, and I've, yeah, for years I've been on meds and stuff, and Anyway, I, I wrote this letter and it went viral and I, I, I realized I had a responsibility too. And that's kind of when I started my advocating and stuff, but I was also putting so much pressure on myself and I was letting other people put so much pressure on myself that I wasn't taking care of myself. You know what I mean? It, it was mm. like, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, do. I felt like I had this responsibility and I got to go, 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 go. And, and I actually kind of made myself sick again. Uh, so so that's awesome that you're doing that and that it's working out for you but just just be careful and make sure you take care of yourself too yeah yeah absolutely um
1: like this this whole situation that's happened and that i'm in i'm actually um i'm like downsizing i'm decluttering Mm. um just going through all the shit that i've accumulated over the years and yeah so it's It's a real cleansing time. I'm thinking about buying myself a fucking caravan and going on a big fucking never-ending road trip. Mm. Now, three months ago, if I said that, I would have thought I was fucking mad. But um, I've been doing a little bit of traveling around on just to get out of the house uh, with my dogs. I've had a few sort of little road trips to the big strawberry and uh, up the Murray River on the the mighty murray river on the border of new south wales just getting out and about and it's i think that's one of the best thing people someone said to me when all this fucking went pear-shaped they said just keep eating and keep exercising i don't do fucking running or any of that sort of shit and i don't play sport Mm -hmm. but just getting out for a walk in the park for a few hours I, i i'm out of the house every day i make sure i'm out of the house every day so um
0: and you're talking to professionals
1: yeah, yeah. And I am certainly am aware of, well, one, the responsibility I've got on this fucking platform, but also I've also got a responsibility to take care of myself. I'm no good to anyone if I'm in a fucking mess. So, yeah, and do you know what? That's just I'm a bit of a realist. I, so many people think life is just all about fucking rainbows and unicorns mm-hmm. and they just live in this sugar-coated oh everything's fine oh well it's fucking not there's shit going on in the world everywhere so i'm a bit of a a realist i know that i'm no good to fucking anyone if i don't eat properly or um take care of myself so i am getting out and
0: about um and and you're helping people you're making you're making personalized videos you're actually phoning fans like that's amazing i was surprised i sent you an email asking if you'd be on on the podcast it was like within 10 minutes you you responded it was like i was like holy fuck this guy responded so quick i couldn't believe it
1: yeah a lot of people have said that and it i think that's another thing keeping busy i I don't know what space i'd be in if i didn't have all this stuff to do i just couldn't imagine just sitting at home in front of the fire on a fucking couch Mm -hmm. um Binge watching TV. I don't even have a TV. I haven't had a TV for over 12 years. I don't watch television, all that fucking reality bullshit on TV <laughs> that's not, not reality. It's all edited and um, sort of structured to – everyone's just – when reality TV first started, what, God, how many years ago? Big Brother was here. I reckon it was 25 years ago. It was fun. Like, people had fun, and I can remember some of the characters – Now it's all about getting fucked over. How can I fuck them over? I'm going to fuck them over bigger than so and so fucked over them and winning. And I just I I saw that evolve. And twelve years ago, when I moved into the house, a big old farmhouse, I mean, at the moment, I my old TV. I had to get like a set top box and everything. I thought, you know what? I don't need to fucking watch this anymore. And when I was up at a friend's house a couple of weeks ago, we watched the news the news come on at 6.30 at night whilst we were having dinner and it was just all bad news. It was it was fucking floods up north in New South Wales. People were drowning. People's homes had been flooded four times. Um, there was a fucking mass shooting again in America. There was some mass shooting over in Denmark. It was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I can't. I haven't seen this sort of negativity for over 12 years I read the newspapers I read the news on the internet every day I'm not sort of Mm -hmm. locked myself up but fuck all this tv stuff I think is not doing the world a good for so many people out there I Mm -hmm. it's all about fear isn't it? it that's and that's what um the psychologist said she said there's just so much fear out there like on the internet in the media in the press um I don't know governments with their mandates, and I don't know what situation you had over there in Canada. Here, but we didn't have COVID here. No. Oh my <laughs> god! The way that the way that this I was lucky. I was in agriculture, so I was um, none of the um, I suppose lock at home, self isolate things mattered to me. I could travel to work. I was could travel between the farms because I was in hmm. agriculture and that was essential. But fuck, some people down in the city in Melbourne, they were locked up for like eight months. I can't comprehend. I used to live in the in Melbourne like years and years ago. Um, I can't imagine having to lock down in the little apartment that I lived in. You weren't allowed to fucking go. Well, you could go out for, I think, an hour a day. You're allowed to go out for 60 minutes of exercise no more than five kilometers from your home there was just all these fucking rules and rules that's had a huge mental health impact on people i i think just by being fucking locked up and they could absolutely is that what it is like they would could overthink or binge watch tv or fucking playstation
0: um yeah i don't know what i think so yeah part partly that and partly just Unknown of when the fuck this COVID thing's gonna go away, and just the fear of it all, and and yeah, just uncertainty and just being stuck.
1: Oh my god! Like um, like I, I used to be a policeman in Melbourne. Um, I was a policeman what? for seven. Jesus Christ, you have got an interesting life, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm also a <laughs> classical trained pianist. I'm a. I ended up in the police force as senior detective in the fingerprint and forensic bureau. So I'm a sort of a fingerprint expert. Hmm. I could read fingerprints and we'd collect evidence and all of that. And I, I went through all of, well, like not went through, but I came across as a policeman, went to all sorts of crime scenes and suicides and murders, car accidents, house fires, like you name it. I've That's seen it. Um, maybe have PTSD too. Well, maybe, um, but I've always talked about that. I can still see certain crime scenes and, and, and um, gunshot trauma and just what people have done to themselves physically. Uh, mm. And do you know what? You can't unsee that. Um, yeah. You now, I've always spoken about it, and whether it's just with friends or colleagues or at a dinner party or at the pub. Um, and so, well, I saw that. I can't run away from it um maybe i do have a some sort of ptsd i actually haven't had received any diagnosis of any of that sort of um mental health type thing if i've got ptsd or if i've got depression i've certainly well anxiety at the moment um mm-hmm. so hence i've got to go get start on these these meds because some of those anxiety attacks um like running into this person I used to work for and his family, they live in town or they live just out of town. I don't know what's going to happen when I run into them again. Um,
0: Is that the owner himself?
1: Yeah, correct. And his family and just, I'm looking at every fucking car. I know all the cars. That farm's got about eight or nine vehicles and I know them all. Um, So every time I spot one, I just... I fuck off to the under, the other end of town and I know that's got to stop. I know that's just fucking dumb, but that's a space I'm in at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully these meds might help with that. Um, also with packing down all my stuff, I'm sort of, I do a bit and then I just, I don't know, go off tangent and go and do something else or go online. So I've got to sort of get my headspace in that's why I need help. That's why I said to the GP yesterday that my psychologist suggested mentioning to you some anti-anxiety meds. I don't know what they are or what type they are. So, mm. but anyway, yeah, well, I've signed up for November. That's a worldwide cause. So um, it's a mental health awareness thing worldwide. I just thought it was in Australia. But anyway, what it's about growing a beard over uh, November and then at the end of fundraising and then shaving it off. So I've already, I'm up to about 900 bucks already on my little November uh, fundraising page, and we're doing a shave up in Mansfield here on the 31st of October at my local barbershop and then at the end of November I'm going over to, to um, Benalla, which is a sort of a read the, the closest big regional town here, um, mm-hmm. and there's a big space over there. Uh, we're going to have like 100 people for a ticketed event and get a few speakers up and go live on tiktok and and yeah just see if we can raise a little bit of mental health awareness and that it's okay to be not okay and if you feel like you need a bit of help well fucking ask for it cunts but anyway no no cunts love you
0: thank you so much my friend it was so amazing getting to meet you, uh, hearing your story, and as always, for being vulnerable and open, I, I appreciate it so much, and I guarantee you, if you're listening to this, you also appreciate that Fluffy told his story. Uh, he's a super interesting dude, as, as you heard, and he's got a really great sense of humor and very colorful language, and I, I wish him all the best. I just sent him a, a message the other day, and he's doing really great, he's... Uh, seeing his therapist and uh, he's on his medication and he's just living the best fluffy life he can live. So, uh, right on fluffy. Keep, keep working, keep spreading mental health messages and, uh, just being a great guy. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Facebook at bunny hugs and mental health on Instagram, bunny hugs podcast on TikTok bunny hugs podcast. And on Twitter, I think it's bunny hugs and mental health. Please feel free to leave any questions or comments and concerns on any of those platforms. Don't forget to listen to next week's episode with Michelle from New York City who has schizophrenia. Uh, It's going to be a great episode, uh, just like this one was. I mean, wasn't this fun? (laughs) This is Todd Rennebaum saying, don't forget to make your beds and take your meds. Bye.